0: welcome to episode 38 of cue the duck boats podcast so i love that we're we're really trying to spruce up the um the visual part of this podcast so Make sure you guys subscribe to the Inside the Rink YouTube and find us there, and you'll get to see all of our amazing overlays and all these crazy cool videos that we've been cooking up in the kitchen. And How all you all boys feel today? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Three beers. Three okay. beers. You know? Oh, wow. Okay. I'm, I'm actively watching the Cowboys game during this podcast, so if you want some reactions, <coughs> that's why. And um, let's get this ball rolling. Kevin, famous number 38.
1: Uh, I'm going to have to go with that one, Boone Jenner.
0: Riverboat Boone. Connor, that's one of your favorite players, isn't it?
2: Absolutely not.
0: (laughs) I thought you were a big (laughs) Boone guy.
2: (laughs) No, absolutely not. Especially uh, somebody wearing a Columbus Blue Jackets jersey. However, fun fact, I do have a Dayton Bombers jersey in my closet. Don't ask me why, but I do.
0: Like Dayton College?
2: No, like their affiliate team, the Dayton Bombers. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah.
0: Didn't know. I actually had no idea that was their. That's their AHL.
2: Um, I don't Are know exactly EC... what affiliate it is. Hold on, I can check. But I have <laughs> one of their jerseys in my closet. Like I said, I have. Don't even remember where I got it from. Actually, that's a lie. I totally do. But yeah, just in... that. Yeah, I'm catching up. I'm picking up what you're
0: or... putting down. Um, ECHL, one... ECHL. Yeah. So the wow. mysterious kind of green. Wow. Yeah. I just for transparency, this is kind of a flu game tonight. It's kind of a flu game. I'm getting over being sick. Connor's actively sick. Kevin's always squeezing. Um, so it's really you know, He's gonna
2: be sick after he eats some four to five hour old Chick-fil-A that got delivered to the island. Every yeah, that's, episode that's up in the, the fridge food delivered.
1: Yeah, in the fridge barrel. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I'm not like some animal.
2: Got to eh. pop it in the air fryer make it eh. nice and crispy again. Yeah. Tell, yeah, the, tell the tell the lovely people what you got from Yeah, what'd fry. you get? What'd you get, man? Um, Jesus chicken.
1: I don't know. I think it's just some strips and uh, some waffle fries.
2: Oh, cold, reheated waffle <laughs> yeah. fries. Well, yeah, I mean, if you air fry them,
1: it might be okay. Hey, I didn't ask for it. My dad just was off island, brought it back. It's more my brother wanted it and I Shout was an afterthought, Dennis. you know? All right, yeah.
0: Shout out, Dennis. You know what? He's big a big day. He's a big listener of the podcast. He does. So he shout out Dennis. Um, great man. But we'll just will uh, with that. Dennis was probably off the island somewhere in Massachusetts, and in Massachusetts is where that dirty water originated. So let's roll right into it and let's talk about our Boston Bruins before we Da-na. get into our Da-na. full-blown Da-na. Atlantic Division Da-na. preview. Da-na. So the Bruins, the Boston Bruins training camp is underway. We've had a preseason game. We've had a bunch of different things going around with them. Um, There's new life. There's new blood in the organization, and it is about as positive as I've seen things in the last two years, probably. Um, The players' vibes seem to be extremely high. They seem to be enjoying Monty. They seem to be enjoying camp so far. Um, And I think that just – Every single press conference that Jim Montgomery's done has given me blind false hope in the Boston Bruins. I don't know if, you know, I'm gonna be it's gonna be stupid. It might be, but I'm fully like I, I love what he has to say. I like how positive he's been. The guy hasn't said one bad thing about one of his players. He's talked about Shotgun. how he's going to yeah, you know, i mean, yeah, you say that, but like Bruce was a guy who had no problem suing his players in the media. I don't think we're gonna get that out of Jim Montgomery. I really don't um probably right. because of the life experiences he's gone through and just some of the just his personality i don't think he's going to be a use the media as a weapon type guy you know what i mean i just don't get that vibe yeah how do you feel so far either one of you
2: um for me i think it's a really positive light around the team like if you just looked at the <sighs> roster right for the bruins this year you would you would look at him and be like oh my god like this is a Stanley cup contender roster with the players that they have on it, you know, bringing Kraychie back this year, you know, doing the flip Hala for Zaka. Uh, now they have Anton Strauman on a PTO, but the thing that I think is going to really hurt the Bruins and potentially, you know, cause them to have to fight for a playoff spot is the three injuries to begin the year with, you know, McAvoy, Grizzlick, Marshan, sounds like you might get some of these players back sooner than expected, but you can't really count on that. You never know if they start training again and tweak something and poof, they're out for another month or two. It's kind of a crapshoot. You can't really guarantee on. Um, but the overall vibe around around the Bruins right now is pretty positive so far.
1: Yeah, no, I totally touch on that. Um, Definitely the injuries are going to hurt. You can't replace Charlie McAvoy. But what we saw out of uh, Jakob Zaborro the kids he's back. He's fully healthy from the ACL tear. And just playing 25 minutes of ice time the other night, he looked like he has the offense. He has the defense. He was like one of the only players that really like stood out the whole entire game. He played a full game, uh, both ends of the ice. So I think Zaborro can reach the level that he was starting to flash before his injury last season. I think the Bruins are definitely in good to- good shape up there in the top four, especially if Carlo, like Montgomery's talked about, we're going to get Carlo going offensively. If Carlo can take that step like you've been hoping, the last couple of years he would. I feel like the defense is in a lot better situation than we thought, especially if Strongman can come in and solidify that. So that's definitely exciting to see there. And then for me, it was the rookies. Like – Having Beecher playing on that top line, playing along with DeBrusk and Felino. he's doing he's doing what he needed to do. Um, he wasn't he didn't wow you, but he showed, he you knows how to use the big body. He knows, he's ready to play. And I think having him play with Felino, you have him trying to get adjusted to possibly playing with Foligno on that fourth line. Because if Beecher's going to play, that's where he's going to be. He's going to be on the fourth line. He's going to be playing with Foligno. So
0: he's gonna be winning faceoffs, right? He exactly. looks great in the faceoff dot. That's for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, kind of bouncing off what both of you guys said. I, I think the Bruins, when healthy, are gonna have a very, very good decor. I do think Strawman's probably gonna make this team, which opens the door for a trade, and that's just without a doubt, irrefutable fact. If Strawman makes this team, when you're healthy, someone's gotta go. So yeah. I. And I, I don't mind that. I don't mind seeing who fits and who's going to be your best guys. And then having actual NHL assets you can trade. And even if you're trading them for some draft picks, good. That's okay. Like, that's not a problem. You know what I mean? So I I really do. I'm interested to see how all that goes. But from watching the preseason game, as both you guys said, my number one standout player was um, Zaborl. He looked like an alpha dog defenseman. His passing... Was looked great. I don't want to overreact to a you know preseason game against a Flyers roster who's playing a bunch of guys with no names with Torts up in the box. What a clown Torts is! What a clown! He's gonna do the whole preseason up in the box. You know, that's just a torch thing, like a power thing, like, dude, Torts clown, hate that guy, but um, yeah, sorry, I just got angry about Torts. Something about him in the box with his little smug look knowing he's like walking by every player and not saying hello and acting like he's above all of them. I just, I I just hate.
2: You kind of have to respect that, I guess, but we won't go into that too far. Um, One of the things that has been kind of a, a standout for me so far is the potential fourth line matchup. Like what you can pair up for the Bruins fourth line this season? It seems like they have like twelve different options for three positions, and I think that it's really going to cause a lot of competition. And your veterans like Nosik, Wagner, and Felino could very well get pushed out of the lineup pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, I think Felino has the longest leash out of the three you just said. Yeah, I I, do, I just think uh, no, I mean he has the most actual natural talent out of the three of them. He has the most track record. He's the best presence, and he, he's the highest skilled player of the three of them. No Suck, it just sucks. I don't, I have no like, the, the, and they're like, No Suck's great at faceoffs. Want to know who else is really, really good at faceoffs and actually has upside and could benefit from playing on that line? Johnny Beecher. So we, in, we really, and is a great penalty kill player. So see you later, No Suck. That's what I have to say about that. Wagner, I like Wags. I like Wags a lot. I've always liked Wags. I like the his friends. presence felt in the playoffs yeah. last year, that's for sure. Listen, if our fourth line was going to be Beecher centering Wagner and Felino, I won't complain. I would just say, okay, we got a young guy with two veterans who can usher him into the league the right way, and two veterans who do have the ability to score five, seven, eight, nine, ten goals. If they're I mean, that could be a pretty good fourth line. But then it's like there's guys who are pushing. There's Oscar Steen. There's, I know I'm forgetting other people, right? Like, I'm Mark forgetting McLaughlin. McLaughlin. But the, see, those guys, yeah. here's the thing the Bruins this season, and I know Connor and I agreed on this earlier, I wouldn't be surprised if we see seven to eight guys who play 30 to 40 games in that fourth line. I, I'm really not going to be surprised if that's what we see because the Bruins, as we've said from the start, have an abundance of bottom six talent. They're stacked with it. I think just, for the
2: first time in yeah. ever.
0: Yeah, no, it, and it's a good thing, right? Like, I if if we have some mid-level forwards get hurt this year, I think we can replace them with players who are the exact same. Right. So that's that's always a positive. What's up, Cap?
1: No, then they have the big thing. You're Like, if you don't trade Smith, and when Marcy comes back, Zach is going to the third, and now you have Frederick on the fourth. Like, well, no, yeah, and I don't. It's wild. Don't,
0: it's yeah. I I I think we all agree the Bruins if everyone executes to the level that we're hoping they can, the Bruins will be forced to make a trade because they are not going, if Freddie is playing to his ability, I just don't see them choosing a guy who has a year left in his contract in his, in his mid to late thirties over him. It just doesn't make sense for the longevity and the future of this team. And as forward thinking as non forward thinking as there are, as they are trying to make this one last year, you know, two year window, one year window they care about the future too. So like if they can usher in those young players, they want to because Sweeney and Neely like getting this NHL paycheck. They don't want to lose their jobs. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. So like, it's just, they're not, you know, I am I'm, I'm not going to sit here and think the Bruins aren't looking to the future at all right now. Cause they, they have these young guys in these spots to make the team for a reason. My last thing on all this, I don't want to get too long winded on the Bruins. Fabian Lysell looked outstanding. He had about six or seven chances where the attendee just made a nice save. He's silky with his hands. He gets shots off quick. He's dynamic when he skates. He takes defenders on one-on-one. The last player the Bruins have had that looked like that as a young player, as a rookie, was David Pasternak, and it's not a question about it. If Fabian Lizel is going to be a player in the NHL. It's not going to be this year, though. No, it's not. Because they don't have the spot for him. And there's absolutely no reason to rush this kid and put him in a spot where he is going to be frowned upon to be offensively dynamic. If someone gets hurt, he will get his games. He'll get to play at some point this year. I fully do believe that. If he's in Providence, he'll get his chances to play in Boston. But if he starts the season with the Bruins, we're going to be seeing a major trade coming because it just doesn't make sense. Because I don't think Zach or Jake DeBrusque have done anything to knock themselves out of the early top six. In sure as shit, no Taylor Hall and David Paschkin no are So just like, what are we doing? Like, it's just people like Lizelle has a chance to be on the second line this year. Like, what are you talking about? Like, who who are you removing? Like, who are you? Is it over pasta? Is it, are we, are we going to go, we want Lizelle over pasta? It's that's where it's like. To- you know,
1: well, if he doesn't sign, we won.
0: <clears throat> yeah, it's just it's that's just Boston being Boston. My my thing like this time of year when it's actually like it's it's time for people who know hockey to start talking. I, I tune out a lot of the Facebook group Bruins fans and their ideas and their thoughts. Guys like, oh Mark, oh Mark's got a year left, and he'll be signing at vet minimum. He'll be so old. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll be thirty, so that's not exactly seventy. I don't know. You guys got anything else with the Bruins? I'm sure, there's something.
2: No, not today. I mean, I guess. Well, I lied. I think to the point of Anton Stroman being able to make this team, a lot of people see what he did in Florida and Arizona, and they're like, "Oh my God, this guy sucks. Why would we bring him in on a PTO?" Those teams. A lot of a lot of people forget Anton Stroman was the deep pair for Victor Hedman for multiple years in a row. So this dude can hack it. And he can keep up with good talent.
0: And he can I shoot, shoot the puck that. in the net.
2: He can. Uh, I don't well, know if he still can, but no. He but he,
0: I mean, I think Strawman is a, is fine. He's fine. And you need guys who are fine when the going gets tough.
1: So because who do you bump? Cliffy
0: Hockey? No, I know that's the problem. It's like it. Everything Jim Montgomery says, everything he says, is just. Literally tailor made for Cliffy Hockey. He wants them taking chances, making mistakes, getting in the zone, taking yep. shots. He wants a four-man attack. He said that today. Four-man attacks. How the Bruins are going to operate? Did you hear that today, Connor? You raised your eyebrows I, a bit.
2: I didn't hear that yet. Yeah, no,
0: they're they're talking Bruins with a four-man attack.
2: That's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah. So, like Cliffy Hockey, Charlie McAvoy, Matt Grizzly, are your guys for that? They're going to roll that. And hmm. Lindholm and. And Carlo, we're going to too. Brandon Carlo, get, Connor. Speak for one minute, and I'm going to come back with something for us.
2: For Brandon Carlo,
0: yeah. What you think about Carlo in this year? From what have you listened to any of his talk?
2: Him personally, no. But I've heard um, some of the conversations that Jim Montgomery's had on him and hoping that he can jump up into the play, uh, transition the offense a little bit. And for me, like I get it, you know, you want your defenseman to kind of start that rush there, but that's really not who Brandon Carlo is as a player. Um, We started to see him make the effort a little bit more last year. And, you know, when it actually happened and you were looking at it on the screen, you were like, Oh my God, that's Brandon Carlo. And you're like, Hmm. Okay. That really didn't look that awful, but he looks out of place when he does it on the <laughs> ice. Like that's not his identity as a defenseman. And I think that's where the pairing of him and Grizzlick has worked for the yeah. most part. Um, it's kind of like the, the pairing of like a Chara and a McAvoy over the past few years when they were together, you know, one of them's definitely more the stay at home. I'm going to protect your ass kind of defenseman. And the other one can live it up and freewheel it.
0: The point I was gonna make, I, it's it doesn't it's not really a good point. Well, let's I hear it. I, had, I thought let's I had some ear for, I just saw – I looked at Carlo coming into the NHL was seen as a guy who could generate rush. I remember when he was drafted. I remember the talk about him. He was a guy who could generate offense in his last year in juniors. In fifty-two games, he had twenty-seven points. Nothing to go crazy about, but he was a point every other game guy. Carlo does have the ability to generate offense. Yes, that was juniors, and I get it. It is what it is. But he. I fully do think that Carlo can be a guy who can get more points. He's better than 15 points in 79 games. I think he can be a 30-point defenseman, a 25-point defenseman. And that's what I think he needs to be for this Bruins team if he's going to be in the top four role, because I think this team's going to be trying to score a lot of goals. You know, I really do. Like this is going to be a much more offensive-minded Bruins team for the first time in a while. The Bruins have the talent to be super offensive. They really do. And, and from the back end, I, I don't mean from the, I don't mean from the front end. The Bruins have been pretty solid offensively from the front end, but I think are we going to see numbers jump up on the back end? And he's going to have to do it. He's going to have to. But just the way that Montgomery's talking, he wants them to be a go-go gadget type of team.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's there's risk and there's reward, right? Like you can look at Jeremy Swayman and Linus Olmark and be like, yeah, they're a pretty serviceable. You know, NHL goalie tandem, but that was with a very defensive minded Bruins team. Now, if you're going to flip the script and, you know, want defensemen to jump up to the rush, mistakes are going to happen. You're going to get caught with your pants <laughs> down. Yeah. You're probably going to see a dip in goaltending numbers, to be honest with you. Like the Bruins oh, yeah. are going to go from a team who was going to beat you two to one or three to two to a team who's going to hopefully try to beat you, you know, six to five, six to four. That's what it sounds like.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think they still have the players to like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't think it's going to be that drastic. I really don't. I think that defensively they're still going to be – because they're not changing their defensive systems. It's their transition and offensive systems.
2: But <coughs> that's kind of one in the same.
0: You're going to give up more chances. You're going to give up more yeah. rushes for sure. We'll see. I think the Bruins' goaltending is going to take a step up talent-wise. I think comfortability and Swayman's going to get better. So I don't, I don't know if it really just washes, to be honest.
2: I don't necessarily agree. So <coughs> I I know that you've heard me say this probably a million times by now, but I think this is the year that Jeremy Swayman kind of comes back to reality a little bit. He's been seen around long enough in the league. Everybody's going to have that book on him now. And I think this is the year that you're going to see him be more mediocre than you have before. Yeah,
0: I'm still high on Swayman.
2: I'm not saying that he's not going to be a great goaltender. I'm just going to say that he's going to give up more goals and more opportunities than he has previously. People are going to know where to shoot the puck on Swayman and where his flaws are.
0: Yeah, I mean, that book was out last year too, though. By the Um, end of the year, man. Like, Dude, when you play as many games as you did, they know. I mean, we saw him get exploited. We saw it. They started to get him on his lack of rebound control, things like that. I mean, they're both good. Old Mark and Swigert are both good goalies. The Bruins, I don't – the goaltending is not where this team's weak. Do you, do you think they're really weak?
2: No. I think, no, I, I mean, honestly, the bottom six is still where the team is weak, to be honest.
0: <clears throat> but they have the depth. You said it yourself. Most depth they've had in a long time.
2: But it's all mediocre.
0: Is it, though? Or do a lot of teams have better than Charlie Coyle as a third
2: line center? Yes and yes.
0: No, not really. I don't. <clears throat> they don't. I think that we forget how good of a year Charlie Coyle actually quietly had last year, and no one gives him any credit for. Myself yep. included.
1: What do you have? Sixteen goals and like 40? sixteen goals,
0: twenty-eight assists, forty-four points. Yeah. Point every other game. That's what you want on your third line center. That was his his best year of his career, other than twenty sixteen. It's his second highest year. Pretty good.
2: I don't know. I'm not very high on <laughs> the <foil. clears throat>
0: Yeah, you're not high on him because you don't like the way he plays. I'm the same way. I'm not very high on him either, but like he does the job. He gets
2: the and job. I hate paying a third-line center $5.25 yeah.
0: Yep, but it's relative. It, the problem is when it was signed, it was signed when the cap was supposed to be way higher now. It was a pre-COVID deal. We're lucky we didn't give Tory Krug $8 too, in the same summer. Would have yep. been a big problem.
2: Legit. Thank you, Don Sweeney
0: would have been a problem i think it's time to move on let's jump into our next section which is the salt of the east and we're going to get into our breakdown now of the atlantic division The first team we're gonna jump into right now, we're gonna go right down the list. We're gonna go with the Buffalo Q, I mean Buffalo Chicken, I mean Buffalo Sabres, the Sabres, bum,
2: bum, bum. the team
0: who is most definitely destined to finish in last place in the Atlantic. No questions asked, they have no chance. Absolutely. They are rolling into this year knowing there's no shot. So maybe we can suck enough to get big Connor Madard. Hey, but they beat Tage Thompson
2: though. They did. pay Tage Thompson. Good for him. You're going to be making a lot of money on a terrible team. And they'll do it again next year to Dylan Cousins. Yeah, I mean (coughs) Buffalo Sabers. They still have 19 plus million dollars in cap space, but there really was no. There was no real big moves, like nobody in, nobody oh, out. They're
0: gonna use it. They're gonna use <coughs> it when Patrick Kane. when Patrick Kane plays there for thirty-five seconds before it's a three way trade to New York.
2: Probably the better <laughs> team in New York. Wouldn't that be wild?
0: That, so did you hear I don't know if you listened to the episode of thirty two thoughts where Friedman said like it's guaranteed it's a three per, it's a three team trade. When it happens, he's guaranteeing it's
2: three I haven't listened to the episode yet, yeah. but I mean, everybody knows yeah. that. I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty it's...
0: obvious. And Buffalo and Arizona are those two other teams that will be there, ready to take a second round pick for $8 million in cap.
2: I think although Buffalo is going to be bad in another kind of status quo year, there's two sort of storylines for the Sabres that I'm going to watch that are going to be interesting. One is it's a full year of Peyton Kreb and Alex Tuck. And those fucking third jerseys are fire.
0: One more. One more. I do want to see how Owen Power translates to the NHL.
2: Yeah, whatever.
0: Connor doesn't know who that is. He's like, so oh, powerful. bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Um, The third jerseys are unreal. They like are. If Jack Eichel still played in that team, I'd buy a jersey. I have a Buffalo Sabres Jack Eichel t-shirt somewhere downstairs. Like I, I mean, I, it was fun because people were like, "How could you get that shirt?" I mean, they're in the Bruins division, I'm like, because they're not going to be a threat for a long time. I can wear this shirt proud. He won't play there by the time they're a threat.
2: And now right? it's a relic.
0: Yep, yeah. now it's just cool. Now it's just a cool shirt to have. But yeah, I, I got it right when he changed his number to number nine. I was in New York City and I went to the NHL store and I got it on like the day they had them all there. It's pretty cool.
2: Nice. It's got a good story behind it. Yeah. Other than that, I don't even want
0: to waste another second talking about the Sabres. Do you guys? I love the third jerseys. Detroit Red Wings,
2: different story. A lot to unpack.
0: Oh Red Wings. It's a significantly different story. Once I wish it, we had Garth they right. A threat. Now. Kevin, a threat. speak. Speak. You two I go, go speak, off on this. I speak.
1: Stuff. No, I'm kind of excited for the Red Wings. Um, hey, just a little shout out. We have some great Red Wings writers on Inside the Rink. Uh, Garth, he's a big, big part of what we do. Also, a fellow editor, uh, does the production line podcast. So go give him a listen, read his articles if you're a Red Wings person.
2: Oof, with the plug. A shout out. And we know that Garth listens. We love you, Garth.
1: Yeah. Garth, Garth's plug. the man. Shameless plug. And then we have this guy, Chris. Chris writes good articles, too. Very knowledgeable guy. He goes very in depth. And they're out early in the morning at 5 a.m. for those
0: that wake up early. We got Teen Crumpets writer. He likes to catch you guys before you have your first sip. <laughs>
2: No, but, I mean, I'm on the hype train with Kevin, right? I mean, Detroit still has a boatload of cap space. They're over $8 million in cap space still. They got Derek Lalonde coming in from Tampa Bay to run the bench. Now, they lost Sam Gagne, Mark Stahl, and Thomas Grice. But the list of players that they brought in this offseason is redonkulous. Andrew Kopp. David Perron, Dominic Kubalik, Ben Chiarot, Billy Husso. Whoo!
0: I didn't even realize it was that that many. Yeah, and the rookies are going to be better. Cider is going to be a tank.
2: Lucas and Raymond,
0: Raymond. Yeah. and Dylan Larkin's and, super rejuvenated, have all his talent, and is healthy. And Bertuzzi and can go to
2: Canada. <laughs> Bertuzzi can go to Canada. I was waiting for that one.
0: And there, who who is the other? Young defense. Oh, Simon Edmondson, too. He's going to be pushing like that, and they have the best goaltending prospect too. Uh, Kosa. Kosa, they're the Red Wings, man.
2: They are going to be the kings of this division.
0: Stevie, why? Yeah, the Red Wings are going to be good. The Red Wings are the Red Wings are there.
2: Oh, they're right there. There are set the team.
0: The Red Wings are the team. The Red Wings are the team that can push the Bruins, the Panthers, or the Lightning out.
2: Do you know a player that we've totally forgot about on the Red Wings who's been kind of a health bomb, but supposedly going to be healthy this year? Who? Cool. Blues legend Robbie Fabry.
0: Yeah, super talented kid.
2: Very talented, super but had a health at- problem.
0: Yeah, well, his knees, man. He's blown his knees like four or five times. If you, I mean, I think it, it was in an interview on Spitting Chickles, or not even an interview on Spitting Chickles, they're talking about when Witt and Biz were um, on their PTO there in their last year and they saw Robbie Fabry, or like they had, they had been at a training camp when They saw Robbie Fabry and they were like, oh my God. And they saw the kid the first time he's out in the ice. Been hurt since. But yeah, no, like he's super talented for sure. The Red Wings.
2: I think they have the best tandem for goalies in the NHL, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, the, the Red Wings could be the team that really makes a push. I don't. It's hard though because the I just don't see. <clears throat> you know, the Bruins could be a wild card, I and mean the Bruins. Sorry, the Red Wings could be a wild card team. Absolutely, they really could. I I wouldn't be surprised if they grab the eighth seed because I I really see the division falling with the Maple Leafs one, and then I don't the, think so. Uh,
2: we'll get into that. Uh, in it's in cuz of bit. the
0: goaltending, I know. That's the it's just the goal. T- I know. I know. I keep forget I keep forgetting it on Campbell. I really do. I don't we'll trust talk, We'll talk about
2: though. the Leafs in a little bit though.
0: I don't We'll talk about how the division shakes out at the end. I need to hear all the information. Uh, next keep, team. Next team. Up the next one. The Florida Panthers.
2: Florida Panthers. Panthers made a big
0: splash. They made a big splash.
2: So they, let let me give you the worse. additions and the losses. They're worse. What do you yeah. want to hear first? The additions or the losses? The additions. Losses.
0: The oh, additions well. is just Matthew to Chuck,
2: And Colin White. Oh, yeah. Whitey. And they've got Mark Stahl and hey. Eric Stahl oh. coming in on PTOs. Oh, great. And great. Eric Stahl has actually played very well so far in camp with the team. However, they lost Mackenzie Weger Huberto, Sherratt, Marchman, Giroux, and Joe Thornton.
0: Yeah, no. Like, if the Red Wings were going to push a team out of the top four, it's the Panthers.
2: Absolutely.
0: I mean that. Like, to Chuck, is better long-term, but he ain't better next year than Huberto. And he's definitely not better than Huberto a week. The more I look back at this trade,
2: shout-out to Brad Living.
0: And the first. He smacked them around. <laughs> and, like, the I'm not, yeah, yeah, and the first. Yeah. I, and I don't –
2: and they don't have a first round pick until twenty twenty seven. Because they traded him away
0: too. They, they trade him away for Claude Giroux. They thought Claude Giroux was going to Claude Giroux and was ben never and think they would never stay in there. Bounce. I just don't. I don't. And then they fired their coach, who their whole team loved. I don't. And they brought on a guy. Oh, the guy from Winnipeg. What's his name? Why can't I think of his Paul name? Paul Maurice. Paul Maurice, who's a known dickhead to, to, to players. I don't.
2: I don't know about that. No? I thought he was a hard guy to play with. Play oh, no, he's been he well-known as a player's coach.
0: You sure about that?
2: Yeah. Really? Check check the fucking the facts. <clears throat> yeah, that's
0: fine. I don't – I mean, I, who was not – they were, like, happy to see him go at Winnipeg. Right? No, but him and Wheeler were boys. All right, no, um, fine.
2: I don't know about that, but I will agree with you that – the Panthers are the ones in this division from last year's playoff kind of round up there to, I think be the ones to fall out of it. And then it's going to be a real tough climb for them because if, you know, if you do fall out of the playoff contention, right? Well, now all of these first round picks that you've given up in trades are all pretty solid picks. And it's just going to be, you know, uh, a snowball effect if you will of suck for the florida panthers and it's it's honestly really sad to see because they had such a great year and gained so much momentum in that market and being able to see the battle of florida in the playoffs even though it was a quick four games was something really exciting to see like you want to see those rivalries built in the nhl and i think that this offseason absolutely ruined that yeah it was
0: just Bad offseason for the Panthers, um, they're not going to win the President's Trophy. That's for sure. They're not going to – they're not even going to win the Atlantic. I don't – I still have them as the last team to make the playoffs because I think the Bruins are better than they are now. I really do. Like, I don't – I agree. I, I, I'm not – the Cowboys won 23-16, to by the way. Um, Cooper Rush, Goat. The uh, – I don't like – I just – I don't know. I look at the Panthers, and I think they lost a little swagger with Huberto too. Huberto, I think, was a big guy in that locker room, rolling in with in Lambos, McLarens, all kinds of different crazy cars every day. I think he, he a super well liked guy.
2: Him and Barkoff of you know, and Ekblad, they've been together for mm-hmm. quite a while. So I mean, it would probably be like the equivalent of you know, if or when the Bruins trade Martian. You know, in some type of rebuild or retool. I think that's very <clears throat> similar, if you will.
0: Yeah, just the culture guy. Yeah. The Montreal Canadiens. Hoof. Las Haberdans.
2: What an off season for Montreal. Now, they bring in the new, you know, GM, Ken Hughes. They cock Shane Wright. <laughs> they cock Shane Wright, who stares them down at the draft. But I think everybody realizes that Gorton is pulling the strings here. Like, this isn't Kent Hughes really running this team from a general manager perspective. Gorton has definitely got his hands in this team. You know, you look at the, the losses for them this offseason, they traded away Petrie and Ryan Paling to the um, Pittsburgh Penguins in exchange for Mike Matheson. They traded Romanoff away at the draft. Which they turned around and used to get Kirby Doc from Chicago. Docker. Forgot about that. Then they traded away the Shea Weber contract because he's not going to play again, and they get Dadnoff back. They draft Slavkovsky. They bring in Sean Monahan. But at the same token, Carey Price is probably not going to play again this season, if not ever. There's a lot of talk that Carey Price is done.
0: Period. And Jake Allen needs a contract.
2: Jake Allen needs a contract. He's not even guaranteed to stay. There's been tons of rumors that lots of teams are calling and asking about him. So there's a lot of questions in Montreal, but the the core of the Canadiens is really young, but extremely skilled, and. You know, Suzuki, Caulfield, Safkowski I would even maybe throw Sean Monahan in there. He's not, like, overly old by any means necessary. New it's captain. A, a health scenario. and New captain, you know, don't speak French. And the new captain, yeah, but, you know, according to Brad Marchand, it's going to be an awful decision. So I <laughs> have nah, to throw that, that in there.
0: Yeah, he. I mean, I think Marshawn just meant more in general, but yeah, he was definitely. It is. He stupid. was
2: definitely talking it's about stupid. Suzuki.
0: Like it is stupid. I agree. Stop naming kids with no NHL experience captains. Don't be so scared to name a veteran for a couple years till these guys hit their mid twenties. Like yeah. or late, like no, like legit, like there's no thirty year old, forty year old, thirty five year old NHL veterans listening to twenty three year olds, twenty two year olds who are like no. telling them like it's just not. It's stupid. It's like, just to what sell a sell
2: Spit in the face to Brendan Gallagher. Yeah, it's,
0: it's asinine. Like, I really... I don't like... I, I hate that, actually. I actually agree 100%. Like... Yeah, and I mean, like, you're going to have
2: people that come out and they're like, oh, well, Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid, they were... Oh, they were named captain when they were really young. Well, yeah, and guess okay. what? But McDavid has already came players.
0: out. Dude, yeah. They're generational. And McDavid said a fucking week ago on 32 Thoughts, he had no idea what it meant to be a captain when he became one and it, he was too young. He just said it. It's like, dude... These guys like they talk about like a young Landis Cog, no idea what he was doing at the start. A natural leader, yes, but still, you don't find out how to do it.
2: It takes time to learn to be a leader. The franchise That's why, just wants to slap C's and yeah, A's on certain people to, to sell jerseys, to sell some jerseys, to sell some loyalty. hope, yeah, and
0: to sell that when they resign in two or three years, it'll be cheaper because they feel like they owe something to that franchise. It's all about Maybe. the bottom line, it's all about the yeah. bottom line, like, and uh, it, Think about it. Like, let's say you're new to a field, you don't get put in a management position right away if you're new to a field. But that's what they're doing in the NHL with these kids. It sets them up for failure, man.
2: Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. But I mean, the expectations are <coughs> the Canadians know, are two years tier. away.
0: Canadians are two years away from being a pretty good team. Two or three years, I think,
2: um, if they
0: make the right moves.
2: And I believe they will. Yeah, no, they're, they're know, smart. Guys. Jeff Gordon is an absolute wizard. Like, look what he set up for the New York Rangers right now. Yep. You know? And then if you even go back further than that, when he was with the Bra- the Boston Bruins, a lot of people forget. He's the one that signed Zidane Ochara. He signed Mark Savard. He, he got drafted Cup Brad rank. Marchand. Like, he has a
0: Stanley Cup ring from that 2011 team he helped build. Absolutely. They yeah. I mean, he does. They gave him. They had him come back and get one.
2: Oh really? They did. Yeah,
0: yeah, they did it. Yeah, like they I guess I didn't realize that. Oh yeah, no, they legit gave him a ring. Like they gave him a ring for his help. Yeah, I mean, a
2: team. shit, he should, he, hundred percent should. He did some significant moves, in, I I think he was maybe general manager for what a cup of tea, like a month or two, before they moved on to Peter Shirelli. Shirelli. Rest in peace. <laughs> He's not actually dead, but he is in every Bruins fan's memory.
0: Yeah, because of the yeah, Tyler Sagan trade. Okay, next team. Next team. Canadians are we dealt with them. I mean, the Canadians have a lot of question marks. They have great young talent. Um, they're going to they're a team that like Canadians are coming into Boston. Like, you're not just gonna bet the puck line of the Bruins because it's, there's a chance that Canadians snap 18
2: goals in the net at any and time. The, their oh, roster goes. is going to flop a lot this year. There is still way more trades yeah. coming for this team. Oh, yeah. What's up, Kev?
0: I
1: don't know. I saying, I'm still high on Kirby Doc. It's only So am I.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm still high on Kirby Doc
0: too. It takes not. time. It takes time for big centers. He Connor gives no one time.
2: You either are yeah. like elite his right wrist, away, or
0: he doesn't. His wrist his is wrist. fine now, Connor. His wrist is fine.
2: I'm not going to buy it. R- wrist are
0: not career ending, brother. His wrist um, is going to be okay.
2: Prove it. I'm going to prove it to me, guy. I am that asshole old man NHL fan who. <laughs> Says, you know, Dre, fuck them kids. Jason Robertson signed the damn bridge contract and in play instead of asking for an absurd amount of money. Well, oh, Connor, on your no, Connor, your forty contract. goals. Hey, I get it. Once, no, it doesn't. No, he. It's he like it the Tage H- Thompson contract. Yeah, hey, I
0: mean, his bridge deal is gonna be like
2: three by eight, and if not, he
0: ain't gonna stay there. And that's, dude. Why would you want to stay in town? Like I don't like uh, that team's in the wrong direction. Yeah. They definitely I mean, are. They, they all they gotta do is just these young guys just justify it enough. Justify it enough. And they'll start leBroning all over the place. Justify yeah. them just a little bit and they'll start I LeBroning. mean,
2: you you are starting to turn me on that as far as like, you know, and the, the league is focusing more on the younger players yeah. and they are right. going to get paid more. I get you, that. They have the power. I just
1: and with the cab built to jump, it's like sign him now to his deal, it's gonna look like nothing. When I okay, just hate 30, it, I'm to tell you players
2: guys. get these massive contracts after Before they have they've one done a good so season. Just, so and like, then they I shit wish you was to
0: 32 Thoughts today. They had on an agent and he said, So historically the NHL always paid people for their production, and that's not the case anymore. And the agents know it. They're paying for what the organization projects that player to do. The agents are figuring out what that is, and that's what they're asking for. If not, these players are going to start walking because they don't care. These agents are going to start telling teams to offer sheet their player because they don't care. Times guess... are changing. These kids don't give a shit. I'm really going to make their, their money. This tomorrow. I
1: think some teams going to pay. It's...
0: Yeah, like it's just like he's like he's like it's just it's the time. These kids are different. They're different, and they're going to get they're going to get their
2: money. <clears throat> I think that like. This will. I'm not going to go too far on this because I think that I want to spend a lot more time on a different podcast. Yeah, this, I mean, that's we don't. I think the. Us are educated enough either. I think on it. The NHL salary cap itself will need to change based on what kind of contracts we're seeing.
0: So the the salary cap is expected to go up one million dollars next no, season. No, no, no. I'm not small saying junk, big junk.
2: money wise. I'm saying like how contracts are done like in the nfl you know you have x amount of guaranteed money and then if you get cut or released like that's that yeah in the nhl everything is 100 percent guaranteed yeah so if you sign you know tage thompson to that money contract away. and you know he turns around and is that's not buddy bug, that's here's the deal stuck, you're fucked that's man.
0: not going away until escrow does though man
2: maybe escrow, that's a escrow trade would that have, escrow would going have to, to go
0: away before they'd be able to do that. And I don't, I just don't know. I, don't I know. think the, once the
2: league gets to a certain point of, oh yeah, escrow is going to go it. away.
0: It's supposed to go away. Yeah. Supposedly, yeah. Like the players can't just be paying back the owners all the time. Like that's yeah. not, but, but the Ottawa yeah, senators
2: another day, the Ottawa senators, hype. hype. The, the team I'm the highest on the hype train, probably a little bit more so than um, the Detroit Red Wings. So they let's go the through
1: it. Man. They had the schnitzel.
2: They get yeah, rid I, of Colin. I, White. to
0: Germany. I went to Oktoberfest on Saturday, oh, God. and I there was one moment where I was eating a bratwurst, and I had potato pancakes in front of me, and I thought about I thought about Timmy Stew.
2: <laughs> can Can you tell? a slight pause can you tell the story about the people you know waltzing in on you while oh yeah to... don't mix.
0: no no i don't i would never eat sauerkraut's gross i was just going to the bathroom at this thing and like the door just doesn't lock to the stall and like what didn't didn't close either so like there's like four people just open the door while i was just trying to poop
2: and you're just looking up at them like hey. yeah i'm just like
0: hey i'm like hey and then like oh sorry And they just went and pissed in the large trough that was in this. So here's a little background. Normally we go to Oktoberfest at this little breakfast place in town. The breakfast place has been bought and we decided we're going to go to an actual Oktoberfest, which was a lot different than the one at our breakfast place we normally go to.
2: And And we were at a German club,
0: but we went, no, Oktoberfest is not in October. It's in September, but we, um, that
2: culture, I guess.
0: Yeah, we go to um. It we really, really just went there because the band that usually plays at our breakfast place was there, the Bahavian Bros, and they they play the skis, the horn, the bells. They're wild, zupa, zupa. Yeah, it's fun. I like, I like, you know, I'm, I like the Oktoberfest. and I think that Timmy Stew does too, and he's gonna pop thirty six goals this year in the NHL. Book it.
2: He's playing with DeBrinke and Giroux, so I mean, book it. Nothing is, you know, out of possibilities. But they had arguably Luffy. the best offseason out of any team. The only team Surprising. that's going to really rival them is the Red Wings, who we've already talked about. But you bring in Claude Giroux, you bring in Alex it, you bring in Cam Talbot, who I think is going to be the sneaky big addition to this team. I mean, you got rid of Gustafson and Matt Murray. And you kind of revamped the goaltending department there. Uh, They traded Connor Brown to the Capitals. Uh, Colin White went to uh, Florida. And then, of course, you know, one of Kevin's favorite things, the Kevy rumor mill. Jacob Chitron is still hot under the collar for people in Ottawa.
0: It's heating back up right now, too. I know another team that's interested in him. Who? Bruins? St. Louis Blues. Yeah. Okay. No, they have no cap space. No, it's been re- it's been reported.
2: Good luck making that trade. With it was the, reported today with what Arizona was.
0: They're interested, but it's still the leaders in the doghouse. Is I think thirty-one
2: teams are interested in Chitren, but
0: yeah, I, is reality not not for no. price. I think you're. Me. I think Connor's frozen. Kevin, is he frozen for you too, brother? Yeah. Just give me a little. Okay, so we'll just get. Yeah, it wasn't me for once. Yeah, there's a lot of teams that are very interested in Chip. Don't play my not.
1: island Wi-Fi. For this. I will.
0: The Senators, the Senators are good. They're going to be good for a long time. Um, if the it signs, they definitely need to bring it that, to resign. That's
1: and, the biggest thing, right there. Yeah. He came out. He's like, I don't, I'm not in a rush. I want to see how this goes.
0: Yeah. Good. Yeah. Fair. Just test within his rights. But within his rights, very within his rights. Who are we to, you know? Who are we to tell them you can't do that? And
2: speaking of the Wi-Fi and you know, me freezing up, I got good news. I actually made the call today. My MediaCom pissed me off enough that I am switching providers and getting fiber internet Friday good. morning.
0: That's awesome. That's big time. It's huge. You're gonna <laughs> like it a lot. It just doesn't work uh, anymore. It's so happy. Better. I so had happy. I've had like just like dish and stuff my whole life. Getting fiber optic internet is so much better. Like it's just so much better. <laughs> Life changing.
2: Too bad they don't Life have changing. it on islands.
0: Yeah, no, what do you got, Kev? You Kevin has like the bunny ear antennas. He like licks his finger in a rainstorm no. and he gets he gets HBO and shit.
2: Yeah, so <laughs> He's gotta wrap the, the things. What do you in have? In what in do you oil? have now? Like Cox? Is Cox no, on I the
0: islands? No, we only have Oh Xfinity. you have Comcast. Yeah. Comcast. yeah, no, I knew that. So I, so I used to like, use your login. They run me. like
1: they run like three large cables in the mainland underwater out to the island.
0: Yeah. All right, let's keep this thing going. setters they're going to be good.
2: They're going to be good. Not going to make not the playoffs. Good enough. I don't think. Not good
0: enough, but they're going to be good.
2: They're going to be good.
0: Um, next team on the list. Oh, I the hope the Tampa, the Tampa Bay Lightning.
2: Oof, not quite yet. I was hoping we we're going. Somewhere no, we're doing there. them last. We're doing them. Last. Okay, okay, okay. The, to-
0: the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, sorry, this is hockey. Tampa Bay Lightning. Um. Before we get into anything, just want to, if we have any listeners in Florida or in the Tampa Bay area, just say, um, yeah, we're saying our prayer for you guys and um, hunker down or get out. Tampa Bay Lightning. They're the same team they have been, minus some major pieces. Um, They lost Palat this year, they lost McDonough. A regression is only natural at this point. They're still a playoff team. I don't think they're a Stanley Cup contender. They're a contender. I don't think they're going to win the Stanley Cup. Because at some point, attrition has to set in. Um, They're too old of a team for attrition not to set in. And losing McDonough and Palat are major pieces to just lose. You can't just lose those guys. I also think they overpaid Saranac. And I think they overpaid Sergeyev a little bit. And I, I don't think those are the best moves. Um, mm,
2: yeah. I, I, think I mean, they
0: had to. They had to. But I just. They still have Vasilevsky, in... though.
2: They brought in <coughs> Nemestikov, who I think yeah. is going to be a very underrated addition. Yeah, I think he's, he's a guy who will do good
0: fellow Ruskies.
2: <laughs> absolutely. Veneers just, think...
0: just had a sick goal in a preseason game against the Oilers. He absolutely went top cheddar.
2: Really? Yeah. I'm going to have to take a peek at that later. Um, one of the other additions they made was Ian Cole from the Carolina Hurricanes who, I mean, if you look at how Tampa Bay does business, he's going to plug he'll, and play, He'll baby. score
0: seven to nine goals. Yeah. <laughs> Just like it's funny.
2: But Tampa Bay, like, this is the thing that sucks for Tampa. Like, you're in LTIR every single year, so your only way to continue to add players is by adding more he's LTIR. He's not going to score
0: seven to nine goals. That was a fib. Maybe five, four. Two, he scored two last
2: year. Yeah, but that was the Hurricanes.
0: Maybe three. I don't know. Yeah, LTIR, the gritty Hurricanes.
2: <laughs> the gritty Hurricanes get out of yeah. That, that was, was from the last episode. But I think like your point that you made is Vasilevsky. I mean, he's yeah, goaltender in the NHL. I mean, the Russian that carries kind of a lot of weight. That's ninety percent of. The problem if you have a team.
0: Yeah, he's like a mix between the Cat Gaffney and Goldberg. He's got just the a... <laughs> Connor, you not watch Mighty Ducks? You didn't get the reference? You've never watched Mighty Ducks?
2: I have not watched the Mighty uh, Ducks. What? I th- I, th- I take that back. I might have watched Dude, the very first that, one many, 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 son, many years ago. How old he's is three. your son?
0: All right. That's the perfect <laughs> day. No, nah, I'm If not. it doesn't he's have dinosaurs five. in it, he's, he's not, not interested. Yeah, he's not comprehending that. We're going to have to wait till five. All right. I'll give you a pass on that. Okay. I was <laughs> going to start pitching that he's not on the ice, but again, give him two But the more
2: Mighty first. Ducks jersey is one of my favorite jerseys. It's yeah, in my top
0: five. Cue the Duck Boats. Lightning are good. Lightning are good.
2: I think they're like getting ahead of here, but they are, in my opinion, the winner of this division. Are they going to go far in the playoffs? I don't think so. I think they're. Just, but I think they win the division. I don't know. Solely that, because of I don't know if they care
0: to win the division.
2: I really they don't. don't. I don't know. I
0: I don't know if they care to. As weird as that is, like I don't know that the Lightning have it in them to come out and blow people away at the start of the year. They don't. They don't. They need time to get the wheels moving. They need the WD forty to get deep in the bearings. I don't. And <clears>
2: like the reason why I say they're not going to go far in the playoffs. I don't think they're going to be able to make any additions at the trade deadline. No. I mean, they gave away so much of their capital over the last couple of years. And I mean, if you look at the Brandon Hagel trade, Holy hell, they gave away two first round picks and they gave away two younger players in that deal for one player, just because he was locked up for two years at a really reasonable cap it. But I mean, they've got Nick Paul back again, who was a, a stud for them last year. I think he's going to be <laughs> your, your underrated star player this year for the Tampa Bay Lightning, if I'm being honest.
0: Yeah. I can hear crickets.
2: <sighs> They're horrible. And you know what? It's not just me to like put this on record here. I've been talking to some people like at work and things like that, And everybody is in agreement.
0: Is that what you you guys are talking about, the water cooler? You're like, you hear them crickets?
2: Absolutely. (laughs) The crickets out here are awful this year. Like I told you on one of the last podcasts that we did, I was out mowing my lawn and literally dozens of crickets were jumping out of the way of the lawnmower as I was going up and down the yard. I'm like, like, where are all of these things coming from? Like, Do I need to light my backyard on fire or what? Probably not a good idea. My fence would probably burn down, and then my neighbor you could, would. Um,
1: do and do you do a controlled burn, buddy.
2: Yeah, Jake's you, just, a fire gotta,
1: fire you
0: fire. just gotta dig it out, take it out. Um, why don't <laughs> you could do? You could go to. Um, do you guys got Home Depot down there?
2: Yeah, we got Home Depot. Come on. You, out. So like, Dude, when you it's walk the Midwest.
0: In, you when you walk in Home Depot, they usually have a ton of insecticide. Right when you walk into the right, and it's usually like nine bucks. Just get some of those and just pepper your lawn with it.
2: And then not let my kids or my dog run around in the 15 the minutes bath for a little just bit. Just fifteen
0: minutes, buddy. You just keep them in their, keep them in their cages for 15 minutes. The Toronto Maple Leafs.
2: <laughs> Here we go, baby. So
0: uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs to me are frogs. very, very talented. They're cursed, but they're very talented. Um is this the year they break through and get out of the first round? No. I don't know if they have a goaltending too, but I, I think they have the offensive firepower that is finally gonna do it. I don't think Austin Matthews will be stopped this year. Austin Matthews could score 65, 70 goals. He is that good. Their defense is okay. I would like to see them re-sign and get um, what's his name? Sandine in there. I think he's very important to this team.
2: So I'm going to touch on the Matthews thing. I don't think that he's going to have as easy of a year scoring goals in his own division. Like if you think about it, the only two teams <coughs> that have, or three teams that have mediocre, or less goaltending Buffalo, Montreal, and then themselves is a big question mark yeah, in Toronto. It, it's still like everywhere else is, you know, pretty solid. Um, but Let's just talk about their goaltending for a second cuz I think this is it's all about memory. The biggest storyline of the team. They lose Jack Campbell, they get rid of Peter Mrazek in I the cap up to Chicago. Samsonov from Chicago, I am personally extremely high on. Yeah, he Chicago, he came from Washington. I mean, Chicago, Washington. I was looking at the name Peter Mrazek and said Chicago. Um, but I am extremely high on Samsonov. However, Matt Murray played with some of the coaching staff yeah, in Toronto know. in juniors. Yeah, know so exactly yeah. what they're getting here. And let's not forget like a lot of people he's will say he's a Cup champion, two-time Cup yeah. champion. Now, mind you, Marc-André Fleury played a lot of the games during the regular season to get them into the playoffs, but he played when it counted. Okay, like Like he pushed them through the playoffs and won. I honestly think that Matt Murray kind of, you know, had little concussion brain almost in Ottawa with the amount of pucks that he was just getting hammered with on a really crappy team for two years or one to two years. I, and that's honestly gonna be like the storyline either the Toronto Maple Leafs goaltending is going to be lights out and we're going to be like, holy shit, this team can go to the Stanley Cup or they are going to be complete dumpster fire.
0: They're going to be 2012 to 2015 Pittsburgh, Jesus, Philadelphia Flyers. Just a team that has all the pieces but the goalies. We'll see. I mean, I do fully think that Samsonov is super talented, super athletic, and super crackable. He's an egg that can be cracked. I think Matt Murray is – Super talented. Super low on confidence. And he's getting older and slower. So we'll see. But the Leafs have every piece of the puzzle. And they have a that. lot of
2: bottom six. Yeah. I mean, they talent. have...
0: They're good. The Maple Leafs are good, and there's no way around it. They're the best Maple Leafs team that, that they've had in the last four to five years. They're very good. But there is something to be said with the sports psychology within this team. Mm -hmm. I think that they still, they might need to get worse before they move further. They might need to lose a Mitch Marner. They might need to lose a Nylander and get a veteran presence in there. Or a guy who can just be like, we can get through this first round. We can do this. Because I fully think that within the head of their leaders, within the head of Matthews, Tavares, and... Martyr and Nylander, there is doubt. There's doubt there. Those
2: I think guys that's don't. what they were looking for in Giordano.
0: Yeah, it's what they were looking for in Joe Thornton. I mean, it's what they were looking for in Patrick Marlowe,
2: Jason Spezza. It just didn't. It, it None of it's worked, worked
0: out. Yes, <laughs> it <hasn't> worked.
2: <clears throat> Seattle Kraken
0: got Morgan Geeky too in that draft, huh?
2: Mm hmm. Kraken has some talent. They do, but that's a story for another day, my brother. Next Why don't we week? do that next? Why don't we do
0: the Pacific next week? We can. I'd love to do the Pacific next week. Little teaser, we're going to do the Pacific next week. The Maple Leafs are good. Connor, give me your top four teams in the East.
2: Ooh, my top four teams. In the in east order
0: the Atlantic. Atlantic, the Atlantic, sorry. Do you want it
2: in order or can I just lay them out? You just
0: lay them out. You know what? We only gave three teams from the Metropolitans all by all of us, I think, so we can give five teams.
2: Okay. So I am going to go, and I'm going to actually put mine in order because I'm feeling risky business, so I can listen to this again later on in the year and see how good or awful I am. I'm going to go Tampa Bay, Toronto, Boston, Detroit, Florida.
0: What'd you do? Okay, no. Okay, I got it. Tampa, okay.
2: Toronto, Boston. Yeah, mine's
0: Florida. Okay, my, mine's going to be Toronto. Boston.
2: Ooh, Homer pick.
0: Tampa, Detroit, Florida. Mine was the same as Jake.
2: So we all have Ottawa missing.
0: Yeah, Ottawa Misses. I don't think they're there yet.
2: Do you think the Brinkett will want to stay around?
0: Depends on how much fun he has with Matthews and Josh Norris. and Matthews. You you know I meant to Chuck. It's late. It's it's almost midnight. (laughs) Like we're not even doing the Wild West. We're saving it for next week for our West Focus pod. Absolutely. Well, we do have a bet for you. Want me to get Uh, into it? Go ahead. We do have a bet for you, so let me cue the lucky duckies. Sorry, I didn't get to my screenshots. For those that want to know, the bet I picked did win. Last week? Yeah. Yeah, we won. We did win. We won last weekend. Won last weekend, and Kevin and I both won tonight, so... We are at a, a little bit of a hot streak. Kev, you agreed with this bet, right? The one I sent today?
1: Um, sure.
2: Which one? You guys have zillions of bets. No, with, no, no. no, no, no. degenerate. Hey, hey,
0: hey. This is not Yeah, we don't go there. So, this Everybody,
2: is, please gamble talk, responsibly.
0: We're talking uh, parlay bills over the Ravens money line. Um, parlayed with the Eagles beating the Jaguars. I think the, the Bills will not lose two weeks in a row. There's just no chance. Like, there's no chance they don't lose two weeks in a row.
2: Can and, we, like, take a quick, like, football kind of chat here? And what's really driven me absolutely up the wall about Buffalo Bills fans? Sure. The amount of crying and sobbing yeah, and like making week excuses yeah, like week about three. why they lost. It's like, guys, oh, no, you guys, lost the guys. game.
0: If it was the playoffs and your team didn't lose their whole defensive backs, both safeties and their corner, you would have won that game. And it, I would. And if, if it wasn't a hot summer day in Miami with,
2: and then it was team oh team, they didn't yeah. provide our players with any yeah, shade. Yeah, no, shut up. And off. you it know, showing pictures of the field. Yeah, That's so stupid. It's like the I would not sun even is on their players, I wouldn't like... even remotely worry about that Buffalo. You're gonna
0: lose some games in the playoffs. Buffalo don't lose to. Lose to
1: Miami. You say you're taking the Bengals?
0: No. The Bills and the Eagles, partly. They're plus 104. I was
1: going to say Thursday night football, Miami, plus three and a half versus the Bengals in Cincinnati. You heard it here first.
0: I like that, too. Two is just being Is it minus
1: 110? I don't know. No, No, because they're the underdog.
0: Yeah, but you're taking them by the points, Kev. Yeah,
1: yeah. But no, anyway, you
0: take the money line too. They're gonna win, but I don't you know. Don't feel yeah, no, but see, but it just I I do think that desperation comes into play early in the season. Still, the Bro- the Bengals don't want to be one and three, and the the Dolphins can be three and one. You know what I mean? I, I'm not. I'll stay. Away, I'll stay away from that game. I really will. I I like the Bills are significantly better than the Ravens, who almost just lost to the Patriots, and I think the Jaguars are good. But the Eagles, to me, have been the best team in the NFC so far this year. Oh, Eagles are rolling. <laughs> so I just. City of Brotherhood. I'm going love. Eagles and Buffalo parlay. I like that bet. Um, I think that kind of wraps it up. Um, if you guys want to get some Inside the Rink merch, if you guys want to get some Cue the Duck Boats merch, go to InsideTheRink.com. You guys want to read both Connor and Kevin's articles because Connor's been back in the saddle a bit. Get over to InsideTheRink.com and read all the Bruins content that's going up. Read all the other teams' content, too. Kevin, when the season starts, writes about the Flames. He writes about the Wild. He gets a little wild. And also, if you want to watch the video of this, you guys want to see me blow my nose. You want to see Connor lose internet. You want to see Kevin eat food, eat his month-old chicken. You guys want to just be here for the banter. You want to see Kevin's pretty smile. Give us a subscribe on Inside the Rink. Doc, and and wrong. one big Subscribe shout on out
2: for the absolutely minuscule female audience here. <laughs> Kevin is definitely a single man, and he has Chick Fil A waiting.
0: Yeah, I don't Guess think they have a big
2: female audience, but yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> Connor and I are are very much so not, but Kevin very much so is. So um, hit him up, 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 hit him up. He's
2: the lyrical gangster. Oh, he is
0: a bit of that
2: murderer. Until next week, peeps. Oh boy.
0: Ah. Hi.
2: (laughs) Only people on YouTube are going to get.